You are Locked On A's. Your daily Oakland A's podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. It's time for Locked On A's. Stepping to the mic, it's your host, Jason Burke. Okay, today I am joined by 2017 A's draftee Ryan Gridley. He's currently in Lansing and, uh, you know, doing his thing over there. He was in part of a wild inning. We're going to get into that too. So, uh, Ryan, how are you doing today, man? I'm doing well, Jason. Thanks for having me on. No worries. So my first question is, you were born in Pittsburgh, went to high school in Georgia, and then college at Mississippi State. Along the way, which major league team kind of grabbed you, and who did you grow up rooting for, and who were some of the players that you ended up rooting for along the way? Yeah, I remember my first baseball game, actually. My dad took me out of school, said I had to go get a shot. And uh, he actually just took me to a Braves game instead, which was a really cool memory for me. So I think that just like that opening memory of my life going to a Braves game made me kind of a big Braves fan growing up. Um, I also did like the Red Sox as well. My family's from Rhode Island area. So we had some people that had some connections with the Red Sox. And I also loved Dustin Pedroia. He was like my favorite guy, just like that small, scrappy guy that could play with power and enthusiasm. He's cool. So I liked him. I, I liked uh, Raphael for call. He was the shortstop for the Braves back mm-hmm. in the day. He was really good. But obviously Chipper Jones, too. He was like the main guy <laughs> in Atlanta. For He was the mainstay for everybody. So I would watch him a lot. I remember, I think my first baseball memory was actually uh, being pulled out of school in first grade for my birthday. My dad had called in sick, and I was like, wait. We're, what's going on here? You're sick at home right now and I'm being very confused. And I think I got to go watch uh, Cal Ripken Jr. play that day. So that was a lot of fun. Don't that's remember anything cool. about the game. Yeah. No, um, that's really cool. Yeah. So I want to start with uh, the business that you started, which is ProCo Plus. Um, it launched January 1st, but you put in a lot of work before that. What gave you the idea? And can you give me the elevator pitch for this company? Yeah. I, I can definitely do that. Um, I, I consistently give the elevator pitch to pros I'm around, and they, they always know when I start talking about it, they're like, all right, here we go, here we go, elevator time. <laughs> so, uh, no, Proco Plus started for me, I would say about in the off-season of 2018, I was working out with a bunch of pro guys, and we were just kind of brainstorming, like, man, we've got all these in-person lessons, but when we go to the season, we lose all of our, you know, basically mainstay income. We don't get paid very much throughout the season. So we have these clients that really want to work with us. But as soon as we leave, that opportunity kind of leaves with that. So I just thought, you know, the only real solution here is to use the Internet to connect with people for a long period of time. And if we can stay connected with people that really want to use us and our information that we have from, you know, an entire lifetime of playing a sport, I think that could be valuable for both parties. Right. It could be valuable for the pros to be able to have money coming in from a separate revenue, income source, but also to give that information to people that really want to get that. Because usually what you see on um, travel ball teams are coaches that are dads that haven't played very much or whatever it may be. And when you can get that, you know, really high level of information for a pretty cheap price monthly, it's, it's proves to be very valuable. 
so that was kind of the, the first idea. Um, but I always knew that I kind of wanted to do other sports as well, because I know that other sports need that same type of idea. So we've eventually evolved into kind of just a overall sporting mentorship service uh, with different things. What we do is we do, you know, in person or we do lessons through video. We do group lessons. If you have a team of people that you want to get together, we're just starting to launch a new NCAA thing. Um, if, if new legislation allows that. So that's kind of been a mainstay from, for my focus the last couple of months. Um, that should be really, really fun. And, uh, that's, that's kind of the main idea around it. So if I was going to give you an elevator pitch, I would say we are just simply a mentorship company. We connect you with professional athletes that have experienced at the highest level. And if you're an amateur player, you can find anybody that needs, or anybody that has experience in your position, in your field, um, that can speak with you immediately and you can get on the phone with them today. If you signed up with a pro, you can get on the phone with them today and start working with whatever you needed. So it's the simplest solution in my opinion. You had to get investors for this, right? Was it like shark tank where you had to like make your pitch and be like, hello sharks today, I'm bringing you this app idea that I have. It, was it like that or was it a lot more, uh, you know, over the phone and stuff? Yeah, I actually did not go with the investor route. I went through my own, my own personal financial route, but, Nice. I did have some opportunity to go through investors, um, but I didn't want to give up any stake in anything initially. Um, and also, I just didn't feel like it was the right time to have that happen. So we've still got to prove some some more growth to get some of that funding that would make it worth it, uh, which makes it very fun for me. It's a it's been a great learning process. I've you know I, I majored in business in school. I really cared about this stuff throughout since I was a kid. I mean, I've always wanted to be a businessman. And this kind of combines two passions of mine, um, helping professional baseball players and also, you know, treating those that want the mentorship. That's amazing. I, I also, uh, I majored in marketing. So I, I did a lot of the business courses as well. And now I'm doing this, so, <laughs> you know, combining two, if you will. Um, yeah. So when somebody sends you a video or a text, what is the expected turnaround time for somebody who's, you know, one of your clients? Yeah. So I started off having the turnaround time be 24 hours. So you could expect Monday through Saturday being 24 hours from anybody. Um, now we've added a lot more variations into this. So we can allow different pros to set their rates and times to be, you know, what they need. Let's say their schedule demands them, you know, so much that they need to have a 72 hour response time. That's okay. And the clients will know that because they can see that on their page before they sign up. But I would say generally consistently, you could see 24 hour response time Monday through Saturday. Sometimes we take Sundays off, but again, it's just so easy for us because we're on our phones so much anyways, you know, as professional baseball players, we'll have time in between practice where we can check our phone. Uh, actually right after this call, I have a call with the, with a young man in New York city and we're going to go over kind of his, um, hitting regimen the last couple of weeks, which, which is great. That's awesome. Um, who is the target demographic? You said, you know, amateur players, but is it more high school, college? Uh, who is mo most likely to sign up for this product? I would say somebody that's going into high school, right? That, that player that is, and this is just for baseball, by the way, this changes all over the, with golf, you have people that want information from any age, right? So that target demographic will change a ton. Um, with, with soccer, it's different as well with, with softball, it's pretty similar to baseball with NCAA athletes, you know, in the future, what we're thinking about, that could be any demographic, right? With, with an NCAA athlete, you could 
basically go sign up with a quarterback and just go see what his top five plays were over the past week, you know? So it can be just a fan from Alabama that wants to see their quarterback and maybe they pay a $15 subscription and get to see kind of their intake of what went on throughout their week. What was their practice schedule or get to know their quarterback. I think that's pretty cool as well. Um, For the baseball side, I would say that the target demographic is anyone going kind of into their freshman year of high school, maybe a little bit younger. Uh, that's just starting to develop into a pretty good baseball player, um, but they need some help with their skills, right? Maybe they need some help with training. They don't really necessarily know what drills to do, or maybe they're looking for a strength trainer. That's, you know, this is the beginning stage of their, of their career. They kind of want to take this more seriously. Now they've kind of gotten away from the parents and, and now we come into play. So I would say that would be more of the target demographic, but we see people, my goodness, I have a, I have like a six-year-old player. I have a, 20 something year old player on here that uses this. So it's across the board. You also have, uh, you know, trainers, as you said, can you use like for just, if you wanted to do just the training, could that be somebody in like their forties that just wants to get back in shape or is it more specifically for getting into playing shape? Yeah. I mean, you could do that. Absolutely. Uh, we don't have that. We haven't had somebody kind of sign up for that. And I also haven't really advertised it to be that it's been more along the lines of like, this is a sports, these are sports specific things, but these trainers do everything. It'd be like, if you went to a gym and you know, you went to a baseball specific gym and you were like, Hey, I I really want to work with you as well. Nobody's going to say, Hey, you can't work with us. You don't play baseball. We would create a program the same way. Just, we would look at your deficiencies. We would look at if you had any injuries in the past and kind of work around what we know to do. So we've got really good strength trainers. We've probably got, I would assume five or six strength trainers on board that are really great. We have one that I played with. His name is Brett Siddle. He played with the Oakland athletics and now he works in the Toronto area as a strength and conditioning coach. And he's amazing. So that's the kind of the guy I always recommend. Uh, And people have done great with him. We've got some clients from Germany right now that work with the United States uh, army and they've got some kids that are working with him and they love it. They're, they're seeing gains out the wazoo with him and they get to, you know, kind of pick his brain, how he, how he worked out in, in the uh, minor league system. And um, I think it's a great connection for kids. Hey, it's me. We're taking one quick break real quick. Uh, Ryan Gridley is about to talk uh, about that crazy, crazy game in Lansing that I mentioned last week. And uh, it is a great story. You're not going to want to miss that. But before we get to that, I got to tell you guys about our sponsor for today. And that is rockauto.com. They are a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or your daily driver, get everything you need and a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brand specifications and prices you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right, locked on in their how'd you hear about us box and let them know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. And now back to my conversation with Ryan Gridley of the Lansing Lugnuts. So last question on uh, Proco Plus, and that is in your profile, one of your specialties uh, is mental adjustments. Mm-hmm. What is your approach at the plate and how does that change throughout the course of a game? 
Yeah, that's a great question. I mean, the first thing that we always talk about, I can even think back to yesterday, um, just sitting in the dugout with some of my teammates. The only thing I ever say to guys is like, man, that's just all mental right there. Like everyone's swaying at a certain point is your swing. There's not much, you know, physical adjustments that really need to happen. It's mental. Mental adjustments drive your swing, right? So maybe somebody might think, hey, he's, his swing looks really, you know, down angle or something like that. But it could be, well, it looks down angle because he's late, because his timing is not there, because his mind is not able to, like, tell himself to get going early enough. And it fixes itself. Um, one of the most important speeches that I actually ever heard is a hitter. And you can tell I'm pretty into this stuff. <laughs> Brent, Brent Rooker, uh, he was my teammate in college. He's a, he's a big leaguer now. He's a really nice guy. But he had this really cool speech that I remembered. And it was basically like, it talked about this. It, if you have an objective, your body will organize itself to complete this objective. So in the sense, like if we think about it that way, if we think about it like my objective is to drive the ball over the fence, my body will organize naturally to drive the ball over the fence. If I'm thinking about like, okay, I need to get my back leg here. I need to get my, my right arm here. And if I just can click this here, it's not organizing itself properly, right? So in simpler terms, like we really need to just get our mind in the right spot. So me as a hitter, I'm constantly trying to decide like, what are the right cues to get my swing in the right spot? And I think a, a lot of the times throughout my career, I've tried to tell coaching, you know, Hey, let's talk about mental stuff more. Um, and that's what I try to relay to kids is like, and of course we've got to, we've got to go over some physical things as well, but a lot of those things are adjusted automatically when you train your mind to do something right. For example, if we talk about a swing, right? A swing path is kind of down through the zone and then up, right? Kind of like a, a C shaped curve, right? So if we're late, if we're popping something up, right, we're going down on a ball that's coming downhill from a pitcher. So in order to adjust that, we really need to just catch the ball on the upward portion of our swing. There's nothing really wrong with the swing. We just need to adjust the timing, which is mental, right? Mm -hmm. So like those are things that people don't necessarily understand. Maybe as a parent, they're trying to figure out what's going on with somebody's swing. And they're just like, man, his swing, look, he's dropping his back hands, he's doing this, this, this. And those may be true, but they can also be fixed by just simple cues, right? That I've learned throughout my entire career or other players on the site that have learned throughout their entire career. Um, and I think that's like the most unique thing about what we do. And as soon as we're able to gain somebody's trust kind of through those things, we really see players evolve and uh, we see them stay on board through our website for a, for a long period of time. And it's really fun to see. That's awesome. One thing that I do, uh, you know, after A's games is I look at the stat cast data from baseball savants and I'm like, who had the hard hit balls? And, you know, were they unlucky? Mm -hmm. Did they not get hits? Because if you're hitting the ball like, you know, 100, 105, something like that, and you're not getting hits. And I'm like, well, your timing's on right now because you're crushing. Yeah. Just didn't find the hole that time. And then usually the next day they get those hits. And so I just mm -hmm. bring it up. I'm like, I, I look like a genius. It's great. <laughs> exactly. And then that's what we think about as hitters. Like, this past week, I, I've been, I've been hot and cold, started, started cold, went hot, got cold, went hot again. It's kind of what it is. Everyone has that. And, yeah, sure. um, I'm never upset when I hit one hard and get out. It's, it's always upset when you, when you, you're not on time, right? How do we get back on time, especially with a fastball, right? So we, mm -hmm. so we can be able to adjust to anything. So that's kind of our philosophy. So 
let's switch over to the the playing side of uh, of Ryan Gridley here. Um, last year was obviously rough. You you spent a decent amount of time getting Proco uh, Plus off the ground and all that stuff. But how were you staying in touch with the coaches? Uh, what were you working on? Um, you know, how frequent was the conversation that you were having with the coaching staff on the A's? Yeah, it was really minimal. I'll be honest with you. Like we just, as soon as we kind of got word that this wasn't going to happen, um, there were there, there was maybe a monthly checkup, just saying like, "Hey, are you working out?" You know. Um, so that was really it. But I, I spent a lot of time. Number one, I had to finish my degree for college. I, I left as a junior, so a lot of my time went into completing my degree and making sure that was done. I'm extremely happy that's done. I mean, it's like a it's like a debt lifted off of somebody's shoulder. Um, so that was big, being able to get the business up and going, you know, obviously when you run a business, people don't necessarily think about expenses up front. So being able to kind of build yourself back up off of those expenses and get rid of that debt as well, it was, it was kind of two, two debts lifted off my shoulder last year and a lot of experience. So that was fun. That's, and it was a new kind of feel for a summer. I've never, I've never had a summer where I could go to the lake, you know, never really had a summer where I could just kind of relax. So it was a great feeling. I, it was much needed. I think a lot of players would say that as well, but we missed the game. It's good to be back this year. Were you playing any video games or anything like that? Or what were you doing? Like, was it just legitimately like reading a book, relaxing, or were you doing like some other things? Did you pick up any other hobbies along the way? Yeah, I played a lot of video games when I was playing um, earlier, like 2018. And then I, I stopped playing video games when this business started because I had to put so much of my time and effort to that, getting on calls with people. Um, so that was kind of out the window, but I've recently started a little bit again, but when you have school and, and mm-hmm. I get a girlfriend over the summer, it's just, it's too much, you know, <laughs> you gotta, you gotta prioritize things. So last week you were on the wrong side of a wild, wild inning. Have you ever been a part of something that went that bad uh, for people that didn't uh, watch the game? It was nine unearned runs, three errors in the sixth inning that it, it didn't look like a lot of fun, but it, there was, you guys were always like one pitch away from just getting out of the entire thing. And the pitch just didn't come. Have you ever been a part of something like that before? I'm sure. I'm, I mean, I've played a lot of baseball games in my life. You know, I've seen a lot of stuff, so I'm, I can't remember, you know, exact games. I couldn't give you situations, but I'm sure there's been even more implosions than that that's just the way it goes you know I don't even (laughs) think about it when stuff like that happens because play every day you know something like that's bound to happen for sure and it's it's one of those things about baseball you know you see a lot of fans they get uh, oh we lost this one game I'm like well it counts as one so let's move on to the next one and I I think that if you go 500 most of the time you're doing all right and then you just run off a few in a row and then you're way above 500 all of a sudden so that's just how baseball works um, was there a point during that inning that you thought, oh, this, this could get ugly or was it always that one pitch is, is the next pitch? I think I was just thinking more about the cold. I mean, it's, it's almost June here and it's like 40 degrees with, with 20 mile an hour wind chill. It feels like, you know, so I'm not necessarily thinking about like, oh my gosh, we get this, we get this one pitch. I'm like, oh my gosh, just any out we get right now is so helpful because I can get back to the heater, you know, and the other team's <laughs> thinking the same thing when they got in defense, they're like, just get me back to the heater. So that's, I think we're all just kind of hoping that there's no more cold games more so than the errors. You know, it's, it's really tough to field a ground ball and throw a ball when you can't feel your fingers and then go up to the plate and swing a bat at 95. Mm-hmm. You know, the pitchers can kind of get loose, right? They can, 
they can stay loose in the bullpen. They can kind of like get themselves ready. And then when they get in the game, they have all the action. You know, their arms are moving. They're, they're dictating the pace of play. Everybody else just kind of waits, you know, and that's where you kind of get cold and freeze up. So kind of interesting. I, I do want to get on that in just one sec, but this is the first season that the A's are an affiliate of Lansing or Lansing is an affiliate of the A's. Uh, how is that ballpark playing? How is that league playing? Um, you know, is it pitcher friendly because it's so cold right now or is it more hitter friendly? How are you reading the, the ballparks right now? It all depends on the night. I mean, it is completely dependent on weather right now for us. If it's freezing, it's definitely pitcher friendly. Mm-hmm. If it's warm, it's hitter friendly. So it switches. It depends on the ballpark as well. Our ballpark plays very fast. We have very fast surface, clean infield. So the ball skips very fast through there. We've played at other places where the surface is not fast. We've had uh, the Fort Wayne 10 caps. They have a beautiful park, but their field has huge grass, huge lips. So kind of doesn't really go through the infield if you hit one hard. So it just depends right now. I think what you'll see is the offense will pick up a lot more as you get deeper into the summer and it's consistently warm. Um, Yeah. And we, we can kind of get off good offensive showings too. I think we have a ton of extra base hits as a team. So we'll continue that. Yeah, There's a bunch of guys showing out, including yourself right now. So it's, you know, it it goes up and down, but I think that that's probably just weather at this point. So definitely, definitely. I do have a couple of other questions and that is you pitched a scoreless ninth inning in that crazy game. Um, how did that come about? Did you want to go pitch? Were uh, the, the guy, Ryan, it's you. Uh, how did that come about? Yeah, I've actually never pitched before professionally. Uh, I haven't pitched since I was 14 years old on, on like a serious game mound. So that was, that was pretty interesting. Uh, I've always wanted to, you know, I, I, figured I could throw strikes because I play in the middle infield and it's like kind of ingrained in me to like hit a target. But uh, before the day started, our pitching coach actually came up to me and he was just like, Hey, you know, I'd love for you and Selman to go throw a bullpen at some point sometime this week. And I was like, are you serious? Like kind of joking around. He just kind of laughed. And then during the middle of the game, I went up to him and I was like, were you actually serious about that? He's like, yeah, man, why not? Like it's not on the top of my list to do, but like, come up to me sometime this week and we'll just do it to see how it goes. And then he came up to me in the, in the night, eighth or ninth inning. He's like, Hey, you're pitching. I was like, are you serious? This really escalated. So I went down to the bullpen through and, you know, one of the main things he said, he's like, you're not throwing over 60 miles per hour. And he said, you're not going to throw a breaking ball. And I was like, all right, I, I can do that. You know, I don't know if I can throw 60, but I could throw a strike somehow just loft lobbing in there. So, I got on the mound and uh, I think I was about 75 miles an hour, maybe hit an 80. I couldn't, I couldn't slow it down to 60, but um, it was really fun, man. It was, it was a blast. Hey, it's me again. Ryan is about to tell uh, more stories about just throwing strikes and getting squeezed on the mound. It was a lot of fun. Uh, We got a few more minutes left of this conversation, but I got to tell you guys about a couple of more sponsors. First up, we got the best tasting protein bar in the world, and that is Built Bar, my friends. They have nine delicious core flavors plus occasional limited time flavors. Uh, In tomorrow's ad read, you will hear me talk about the the grasshopper mint, and I thought that it was actual grasshopper. Apparently, Grasshopper is a flavor, and uh, yeah, they sent me a box, and they are delicious. So uh, that should be coming to a website near you at some point in the near future. So you got to keep going to their website. But if you have never had a Built Bar before, they are jam-packed with protein. They are very low on sugar, and they are delicious. Just midday snacks for me, or they you can have them 
after a workout for, you know, other people that lift weights and stuff. So uh, if you want to get your hands on some of these delicious treats, all you got to do is go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKED15 and you will get 15% off your first order. If you haven't tried their core flavors, you can just go get a mix box and they send you 18 bars, two of each in every flavor, and you can find your favorite on your own. So all you got to do is go to BuiltBar.com, use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. Today's episode is also brought to you by BetOnline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to place a bet on all of your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing and you can track all the action at BetOnline. The A's have a positive run differential, my friends. And so now is the time to cash in on the A's being fantastic at baseball. You can get all the latest news, odds, and info on all of your sporting needs, including baseball, the NBA, the NHL, and all of your UFC or MMA action. Before the next pitch head on over to bet online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news sign up bonuses and contest information don't sit on the sidelines anymore as this is your chance to get into the game as teams keep going in the playoffs the next playoff run is over the colorado avalanche are looking great right now go rock or not rockies go avalanche uh, so head on over to their website or use your mobile device and sign up today to receive a 50 percent welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use the promo code locked on and that's why everybody says that bet online are your online sportsbook experts and now here's the conclusion of my conversation with ryan gridley of the lansing Lugnuts. you were pumping strikes too i i watched you know that entire inning just to see what, what was going on and uh, you were either, you know, in the zone or just you were painting the corners. It was fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> and also uh, yeah. credit to the catcher for like framing all of your pitches. He was he was oh, in yeah. the zone on that, too. Were, were you getting a kick out of that or was it just like ah, that? He, he has to, you know, keep doing what he's supposed to be doing. Yeah, I'll be honest. I was pretty disappointed that I was getting squeezed by the umpire um, down nine runs you know it's pretty interesting and then I and then I go out to hit the next inning and I get one called like at my feet you know that's that's how minor league baseball goes you can't you never know what you're gonna get especially if you're first time on the mound you might get somebody that's ready to just like make you throw 30 pitches or whatever but um no it was hilarious it, it was really funny because I I remember my first pitch was like kind of on the corner and I was like okay you know you're, you're a little bit nervous and then Simo back there is our catcher. He's kind of like dotting his his glove, squeezing it, bringing it back into the plate. So it was a really cool feeling, though. I mean, I I just didn't I didn't want to give up any home runs. That was one of my things, and I didn't want to give up any walks. Yeah. I wanted to work fast because I knew how cold everyone was. I was like, all right, just throw strikes really fast, and they just got themselves out. So that was great. You, you mentioned getting squeezed, and I have like all of these notes, but down here it says getting squeezed. Um, I was like, he was not giving you those strikes. You had to earn unbelievable. Them. And you unbelievable. almost gave up that home run too. It, it got pulled a little bit, uh, down the right yeah, line, yeah. but, uh, it went foul. And then, you know, it was soft contact for the most part. So not bad. I think if I threw the ball harder, like it, I think I threw it just under their hitter speed. You know, I think it was kind of smart to just kind of lob it in there. Cause they're not used to that. You know, I think if I really tried to throw it, I get, I get a couple bombs hit off me. But you, you, you got to either go right under the hitter speed or throw it kind of like mid-90s, you know? You can't just throw it like 85. You're going to get tanked. When I'm feeling chesty, I'm like, I'm pretty sure that I could get some outs and, you know, just like one guy. I think I could get him out. I, I throw like 65. Yeah. I think I, I could do it just because they're not used to it. And if I can Definitely. get my corners okay, 
I think I'd be okay. <laughs> but, um, so are you giving everybody in the clubhouse crap now because you have a zero ERA? It's you and Criswell right now uh, are the only two guys with zero ERAs because McIntyre uh, gave up a run over the weekend. Are you, you know, walking through the clubhouse uh, with your chest out or? Yeah, I got to I gotta pick my timing. You know, if a guy gives up a run, I'm, I can't go up to him and be like, hey, if you need any information, let me, let me help you, you know? <laughs> If a guy, if a guy's feeling card. pretty good, right, right. If a guy, I, I always kind of correlate it back to Proco and just say like, Hey guys, I'm actually teaching pitching now. So if you guys need any, any advice, the price is this, uh, they kind of get a good kick out of it, but no, I, I, it was so fun, man. Um, so I got just two more for you. Uh, what is something that you do during a game that does not show up on the box score or either or pr- preparation for a game as well, man. I, I don't need that's a that's a loaded question because I'm trying to think of anything special that I do. It's not really anything like that. I just I really try to hone in on my swing. My fielding is is kind of what it is. I mean, I've always kind of been a pretty good fielder. I I just really focus on hand-eye coordination throughout the entire day so that when I get to the game, it just happens naturally. So a lot of our drills will kind of come down to like, you know no glove, just literally just watching the ball into your hand, watching the ball in your hand. And then I'm taking BP. Everything is about me seeing the ball, hitting my barrel as long as possible. Like I want to feel like my eyes have been trained perfectly before the game. That's why I love doing the machine before the game. Uh, Velo machine is like my favorite thing. It makes me have to slow everything down, see a ball extremely fast, hit my barrel. And I have to see it like kind of extend through the zone, through the zone, excuse me there. Um, that's like my main thing that I really want to work on every day. So, I mean, there's no like gimmicky special thing that I'm doing. It's just really preparing myself hand eye wise. And then last thing I got for you. And that is, what is it about baseball that you love? I honestly, like, it's not necessarily the game that I'm that into, you know, I've played the game a million times. It, it, it can get monotonous. Mm-hmm. It's, a grind on your body it's a grind on you mentally there's so many things that are so difficult about it but the best thing a hundred percent of the time is always your teammates because like for example yesterday we get to kind of just like relax after a game because we have an off day and just getting to know everybody on a personal level that is always the most fun thing you know getting to like actually spend a lot of time with people and get to know who they are and see different backgrounds for people I think that is like exactly what it's all about for me i always knew that was the most important thing especially in college too you get to know guys for years you know you play with the same guys and in high school same thing it was it's always been my favorite thing to kind of create good relationships not necessarily be like i went two for two today with a home run you know like that's cool but like no one really cares <laughs> you know what i mean yeah like how many people have hit a home run in, in the big leagues? A lot of guys, you know, does everyone remember every one of them? Not really, but you remember all your teammates and uh, I, I kind of want to be somebody that everyone remembers. That's awesome. I, that, that's a perfectly nice answer. And I very much appreciate that. Um, thank you so much, Ryan. Is there, I mean, obviously g- give me your plugs. <laughs> I was going to say, is there anything you want to plug? But of course you have things to plug, plug them away, sir. I got nothing else for you. You know, that, that was a, that was a great interview, Jason. I really appreciate you having me on here. Um, obviously really passionate about baseball and looking yeah. forward to kind of seeing it, what happens this season for us. And that's kind of all we got. Thank you, man. Um, where can the people find you on social media and uh, where can they find ProCo uh, Plus? Yeah. So if you want to find me on social media, 
Um, I would say Instagram and Twitter are pretty much the the best two that I use. Facebook as well. Um, my Instagram is Ryan Gridley too. My Twitter is Grid Squad. Um, that's a that's a loaded thing. I made I made Grid Squad my Twitter when it was like just started out, and I didn't think anybody saw Twitter, you know. Um, and then eventually Twitter became like the biggest thing ever and it just kind of stuck. So, um, <laughs> grid squad on Twitter, if you're interested, but that's pretty much it. So, and then Proco plus it's, it's just simply Proco plus.com Proco plus, And you can see pretty much anything on there. You know, you can see the NCAA opportunity that I've kind of started creating that I'm really excited to start presenting here soon. We can get the, the high level NCAA athletes on there. Um, you can see professionals in a lot of different sports and how you can connect with them. And you can always message us too. We, we offer free calls in the beginning just to get to know somebody, you know, I'm not going to charge somebody to, to get on a call and say, Hey, how, how do you work your, your website? You know, I, I love to just talk to people and explain things before anything happens. So if anybody's interested in that, you know, we're available. That sounds great, man. Thank you so much for joining me and uh, yeah, good luck for both on and off the field. The rest of this uh, season, man. Thank you. I appreciate your time, Jason. No worries. I appreciate yours. (laughs) A big thank you to Ryan Gridley for taking so much time out of his busy schedule. He made that call to New York immediately after uh, we finished recording. Uh, He was fantastic. We had a lot of fun. He was nice and open and honest. Uh, So thank you so much to Ryan. Hopefully you guys enjoyed that. Go follow him on social media. He's a fantastic guy. So go follow Ryan Gridley. But uh, if you still need some more sports talk in your life today, today on the Locked On Today podcast, Trey Young takes a bow at Madison Square Garden and the Knicks are eliminated. Get more of the sports news you need in less time with the Locked On Today podcast. Follow the Locked On Today podcast in the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. But that is it for me today. Tomorrow, we got my crossover with Paul Holden of Locked On Rockies. Uh, Fantastic conversation just about the state of the Rockies and what to expect this weekend. So uh, tune in for that one. Make sure to follow us on social media at Locked On Aids on Twitter, Instagram. I'm at by Jason B on Twitter and in the locker room app. I'm probably going to go live on Sunday. So uh, I'll be there for that. That'll be lots of fun. And and also you guys can email us any questions that you have to LockedOnAthletics at gmail.com. But uh, until next time, go out and celebrate good times, Oakland, and I will talk at you tomorrow. 